Hey everyone, my name is Mike Katz, Executive Vice President of T-Mobile for Business, and we're here again today for Taking Care of Business. And I am so excited to be joined by head coach Nico Medved for the Colorado State men's basketball team. He goes by coach, but he's so much more than that. Uh, coach Medved, this is his second uh, stint at Colorado State. His first one is assistant coach. He led the Rams to multiple NCAA tournament appearances. Uh, and he's also played a huge role in enhancing and rebuilding the program as a head coach. And all of this is under his leadership. Uh, they're turning around the, this entire program. So, Coach, I'm so excited to have you. I mean, I think you know I'm biased that uh, Colorado State is my favorite university in the world, being an alum myself. Um, and, you know, look, you've, uh, you've stepped into this job a couple years ago. And... Uh, you know, with, with some rebuilding to do. And, you know, one of the things I'd love to hear from you is as you have taken on this challenge to rebuild a program, you know, what, what are some of the key things that you focus on first? You know, I, I think, you know, a few things come to mind. One is just from a personal perspective, it's just my experience. You know, I, I, you can't give away what you don't possess yourself. And I think, you know, everybody utilizes their experiences to grow and get better. And for me, you know, it started when I was an assistant at CSU and going through that rebuilding process. I don't know if you remember, our first year, we went 0-16 in the Mountain West, you know, and I mean, it was some pretty, pretty tough times, but, you know, being able to sell a vision and uh, um, continue to build and going through that process to then ending with back-to-back -back NCAA tournaments and seeing the fans back and seeing the game, I think that really helped me because then I got my opportunity to be a head coach. So it's one thing being an assistant, but I go to Furman University as the head coach. And at that time, Mike, when I got there, you know, I think we were ranked 336 out of 351 in the RPI. So, you know, 351 Division I teams, I'm not a mathematician, but that's not very good, right? You're one of the, you know, worst uh, uh, 15 teams in the, in the country. And we went from that to, to four years later, you know, uh, um, winning a regular season conference championship. And going through that, I think the confidence I had in my experience as an assistant uh, helped me with Furman. And when I went to Drake, it was the same kind of thing. They're all a little bit different, but going through that experience of inheriting a team that had lost 20 plus games three years in a row and um, having a really good season and seeing the fans start to come back. So when I got the opportunity here at, at CSU, I had some confidence. I knew there were going to be new challenges, um, but I had some confidence and okay, this is what this could look like. I had seen this program at both its best and its worst you know, in my, in, in my time here, but I really had a confidence and a, and a belief that this could, could really be good. And so, you know, I think relying on that helped. And I think, you know what, it, it starts with people. I think you'll learn that everything starts with people and you have to have the right people. Um, and I learned really quickly as a head coach, when you have really good assistant coaches who are really good people and you have really good players who are really good people, they make you look like, you know, what you're doing, you know, <laughs> And, and we all are, I mean, who we choose to surround ourselves with is just, I mean, it means everything to our success. And I, so I think understanding that piece and being really intentional about the people that we bring in. And then I think connection, um, in my opinion, you want people to get invested. You have to develop connection. Connection breeds investment. And that's connecting with your players, connecting with the university, the alumni, the community. And I think sometimes you have to do that in a really organic fashion and I think all those things, you know, coming together uh, has really started this process. And, and I'm really excited about the future. Yeah, I, I want to talk more about that connection in a second, because that, that piece is really, really intriguing to me. But when, when, you, when you talk about people, obviously, 
you know, you're in the, the basketball business. So, you know, um, talent uh, is, you know, with the ghost without saying that that's something that you're looking at. But when you're, when you're evaluating people, whether it's a player or a coach, what, what are, and maybe it was different in some of the jobs too, it'd be interesting to hear that, but what are some of the attributes that you, you've, you've had to look for as you're, as you're trying to drive towards certain outcomes in these programs? That's a great question. I mean, I think everyone's going to throw around the word character, but I think character, you know, I, I'm going to have a vision as a head coach of, of how I want this to go. Uh, and, and people who believe in that vision, that doesn't mean they're not going to challenge me. I want people who are going to challenge me and challenge what we do, but people who believe in the vision, as far as coaches go, um, you know, I want coaches who develop the whole person who, who aren't, you know, I'm not just a great recruiter. I'm not just a great teacher. I can recruit, I can teach, I can relate. Uh, um, I'm the whole package. I want all my assistants to be guys are going to be a head coach one day, you know, that not only want that, but I can see that in them. Um, so I want coaches who are holistic that way uh, um, with people, just high character individuals. And the same thing with players. We all know that you have to have talent to win. You need talented guys um, who can compete at the championship level of the Mountain West and the NCAA. But along with that, um, guys who can, can see the big picture, who, who want to, uh, you know, want to really be part of a team, want to be part of something bigger than themselves, um, who are going to do things the right way, treat people the right way, who want to be pushed in all areas of their life, not just as a basketball player. Um, and, you know, people who value those things, um, that's what we're looking for. And, and it sounds very, very simple, um, but we're pretty exhaustive on, on, you know, how we vet people and who we bring into our program. And um, for me, I've just learned that I think that that really pays off. And I want to be around people I like, you know, I want to be around people <laughs> that I enjoy being around. And, um, and, and I think that stuff pays off. And it's been, you know, successful for me throughout my career. And those are some of the things we look for. You, when, when you're, especially when you're bringing like new players into the program, um, how much, how much do you think about the, the current players that you have and, you know, attributes, not obviously the, the, the specific talents, the basketball talents that they have, but also maybe some of the other personality traits that they have, like how much of that goes into your calculus when you're thinking about who the, the next player that you're going to bring in is? You know, I, I, I don't know that I'm really like, well, you know, we have, we have this many, you know, we do, we do personality profiles on guys. Once they're here in our program, I don't know that if I have, you know, six extroverts, I want six introverts, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, it's still more of a general sense. If they're a, a good person, care about the right things, uh, um, talented. Um, because I also think that as a coach, um, yes, you're going to have positional needs and you're going to have things, but ultimately it's our job to find a way to put those things together. Right. And every team is different. And I, I think, you know, culture is a big piece of it. And that's such a buzzword, but I'm a believer, you know, culture is just the collective attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors of everyone in your organization. And one thing I think it's a challenge for athletics. If you think about basketball, you know, on average, you're going to lose 25% of your team every year. You know, you might lose three or four players, you might lose an assistant coach. So even though you've maybe worked really hard to create a culture in that team, well, heck you're losing 25%. You're bringing in new people it's something you have to fight for every day. So I think you need to be really intentional about, are we bringing in the right people? Have we done a great job in the process of making, helping this young man understand who we are, what we expect, um, you know? And, and I think that's a big piece of it because every year um, you cannot assume just because it was great the year before, it's gonna be great the next year because you're constantly, uh, there's going to be turnover. And that's, that's a challenge. Yeah. 
how, how do you like what, how, what are some of the things that you've done to establish your culture uh, at the at the different universities that you've been at and then like exactly to the, what you just said because of the turnover and the change and you're, you're changing every single year what are some of the things that you've really focused in on to maintain uh, or adequately evolve the culture I think you know from a, from a, from a basketball perspective you know you start with you got to recruit people who love the game you know you, you you have to love to play basketball and I want highly competitive people uh, um, people who want to I tell everybody I recruit I hope everybody not hope I, I know everybody that we recruit I want them to have that dream of playing professionally one day to, to, to win a championship to have that drive to see how far this game can take you and um, Guys, you don't have to beg to get in the gym who, who love to compete. Uh, I think there's a difference between guys who hate losing and like to win, right? Everybody likes to win. Even non-competitive people like to win. But there's a difference between that and people who, who hate to lose, who just have that drive. And I think that's a big part of changing the culture of, um, you know, when you go down there, you're never having to beg guys to get in the gym. They want to do the work. And, and that starts to people start to push each other. They understand that that's part of the culture. And, you know, I'm doing voluntary workouts last week and well, it's, you can't keep them out of the gym. The more I give them, the more they want. And that's the way you like it, you know? Um, and then from a personality perspective, I, like, like I said, I think it's, it's people who understand that, you know, we're going to develop the whole person uh, um, for us um, labs, tutors, study hall, uh, um, all those things. We treat the exact same way that we do practice um, community events. Um, uh, and I think people who want that, parents who want that, um, and understand that you're going to be pushed to become your best in all areas of your life. And I think what you do a lot of that recruiting on the front end, right? You have people completely understand you're brutally honest about who you are, what you expect, what this young person can expect when they get to your program. Um, and we're not for everybody, you know, and, and we've said no in, in our own mind to a lot of people, oh, that, that, that's probably not going to work here. Um, but it's about the law of attraction, right? This is who we are. Uh, this is what we're about. And, and it's a marriage. And um, if we bring in people or we have to, to coerce or lie or maybe paint a different picture of who we are and what we expect, just because we want you to come because we think you're talented, in some form of measure, once that gets there, the, the incongruency, it's not going to work. And um, I think we've done a really good job of that. And um, that's why I think we've got the right people on the bus. Yeah. I mean, I think the question that everybody's asking is, uh, are you looking for like a 40-something Seattle-based guy with a couple of years of eligibility left? Um, are you a shot maker? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, in my backyard, of course. I mean, I, right. I'm, unstop <laughs> I'm unstoppable against my 12-year-old. Everybody says, well, coach, you want shooters. No, I, I, we have plenty of shooters. We need makers. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's a difference. We need makers. But, hey, if you got eligibility left and you can help, come on. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think, uh, yes to the first part, probably a resounding no to <laughs> There's the a reason part. why you still have eligibility <laughs> left, right? <laughs> yeah, all four years of it. Um, there you go. Uh, hey, I want to go back to something that you're talking about with the, the connection to the, to the university, maybe even connection to the community there, because, you know, I know, Fort Collins, I mean, is a quintessential college town. Like the university is, is a huge part of the town. And, you know, I, one of the things I'd um, love to hear from you is, you know, how, how, you know, how do you think about that connection? How do you think about the influence that the program has uh, over the larger university, over the students of the university? Like, how, how do you think about that? Well, I think, you know, first of all, you start with athletics. I mean, athletics mission is to 
gather people, to bring people together, uh, to, 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 you know, help develop a sense of community and pride, you know, at, at the university. And I mean, when, when you're successful, you can see that, you know, when you've been a part of successful programs and things are going in the right direction and everybody feels a certain connection to that program. They want to be at the games. They, they want to be around what's going on. And I think we have a unique opportunity, you know, in our space to, to, to do that. And, um, I think a lot of times, you know, th those things just happen organically. I could see very, very clearly when we got there, uh, that was something that was going to have to be really worked on, was going to have to be rebuilt, you know, when, for whatever reason. I mean, when I had left, boy, th there were huge crowds there. And, you know, that really struck me. And so, you know, we have to play a part in it. And it's bigger than just winning. I know we have to win. If we don't win, it doesn't, it's not going to matter. Uh, but I think we are going to win, but it is bigger than that. It's making people feel a part of your, your of your program. And it might just be daily interactions you have. And you know, I'll give you a couple examples. And it's, well, it's maybe more of a challenge than ever with this COVID stuff, right? With, you know, maybe not having the ability to have fans in the stands, to not engage the way that you were able to engage. But, you know, one of the things we like to do is if we had been practicing this summer in a normal circumstances, we would invite anybody. I, I haven't open practice. You want to come to practice. Uh, uh, I'll let media people in my practice. Uh, somebody says, Hey, my, uh, you know, my seventh and eighth graders basketball team. I said, like, come on by, you know, come on by, watch practice, uh, hang out with us, get a chance to meet the players after, you know, spend time with us. Um, and it's amazing over time at the places that I've been, just those interactions start to build a connection. They know you, they know the players, they see how you're working, they see what you're doing firsthand. And just those things, they go tell somebody, hey, you know, my buddy, he'd like to maybe come by and practice with me. Come on, you know, um, how can I help you get tickets? You know, drag your friend there. And I think those are the things that slowly over time start to do that. And it's no different with students. And you know, I, I think something else we did this year that was really cool, you talk about bringing community into sports is, you know, you hear about the, the Coaches versus Cancer initiative that college basketball has been such a huge part of. And we really wanted to do something creative around that, not just with the, you know, American Cancer Society, but in our own community here in Fort Collins. So we used that opportunity to, to partner with UC Health and the Cancer Center. And, and, and what we did is we took local cancer patients uh, we had our team go out and have an opportunity to meet these patients. And then our players sponsored an individual who was, who, who was going through cancer treatment. And that player for a game wore that person's name on the back of their jerseys for the game. So they weren't Stevens, you know, they were, you know, so-and-so. And that was such an incredibly, when, I'm, I'll never forget getting in that locker room that day and these players are wearing the jerseys and they have the name of somebody who's fighting cancer. I mean, you want to talk about something powerful and giving yourself a chance, a, a sense of purpose about playing for something bigger than yourself. And we ended up playing terrific. We won the game and to see the joy in those people's faces and, you know, after the game and uh, that really struck with me. And I'm like, man, that was really cool. And you want to talk about a way that sports can help develop connection in a community. I mean, you can't do it any better than that. Oh, that's amazing. Bravo. I mean, I, I, I just think things like that, whether it's, um, you know, what you just described with the, the cancer patients or just even, even letting the eighth grader into the gym, like those are experiences that people, uh, you know, sometimes will never forget. Um, and it, it, you know, it, it probably doesn't take that much effort to do it and the impact can just, can just be enormous. So that's, that's just, uh, that's just awesome. That's really, really awesome. Um, you know, when, when, um, you know, when you, when you came in and you were thinking about how to change, uh, that connection to the campus and that check connection to the community, um, 
you know, it's, I, I think it's not too dissimilar to the situation that, that a lot of people in uh, an office job or, you know, going into a company kind of face uh, where they've, you know, they, they observe changes that need to happen into whatever situation that they, they walked into. Um, you know, are there a couple things that, you know, you observed as takeaways that could be carried over, whether they're, you know, a coach trying to do the same thing in another university or a, a person walking into a new job that's trying to drive similar type of change? You know, I, and again, not to be redundant, but I, I, I think that, you know, okay, we, we use the word connection and, you know, how can you find a way to, to, to connect in an authentic and genuine way with, with the people, you know, if it's your consumers with your constituents, whoever that is, and you know, everybody has unique challenges to do that. But like you said, somebody will never forget, right, how you made them feel. You know, they remember what you did for them or whatever, but how you made them feel and how can you be intentional about trying to make people feel good about what you're doing, feel good about, you know, uh, themselves. And is that a challenge? Yes. But like you said, you never know, you know, you, you start small, you're touching people and they have a positive experience. I think those things over time really, really build. Um, and, and, and people. And I think, you know, like we said, you're only as good as the people that you have. And I think constantly investing in your people, uh, um, you know, it's the hard, one of the hardest things about my job is, you know, you want to spend one-on-one -on -one time with the players. Uh, um, and it's not just about basketball. In fact, most of the time when I meet with them, a lot of it isn't about basketball, but how are they doing? How can I help? What's going on in their lives, making them feel valued. And I would just invite anybody to, to do the same things in any organization that you work in. Everybody's a leader, right? I mean, if, if, if you're doing it right, everybody in your organization plays a role in leadership. We all lead in some form or fashion and encourage them to take responsibility. You know, don't look for somebody else to lead. You lead, you know, yeah. you can do those things. You can make somebody feel good. Uh, you can help somebody, uh, um, you know, go above and beyond um, what's asked of you. And, um, and I think our job as, as leaders uh, from the top is try to create that kind of environment and culture um, I think no matter what you're doing, you do that even in your family or whatever, those things pay dividends. Yeah. Um, one, one of the things that you just mentioned is like the, the conversations, interactions that you're having with the players and a lot of them not even evolving necessarily the things around the court. And I think that's one, one of the such unique things about a job like yours at a major university is, um, you know, you're, you're, you, the, team, the work that you and your staff are doing are more than just developing great basketball players. Like you're, you're, you're developing um, young men that are, you know, looking to become successful in their entire life, whether it's in sports or something else. So I, you know, what, how, how do you, how do you balance those two roles? Cause those, those, those seem like they um, oftentimes can be, have very different focuses depending on who you're working with. You know, what's funny is I don't even look at it like balance. I think it's all one and the same. I, I, I think that, you know, um, the guys probably like I'm a broken record, right? It's, you know, basketball, uh, um, it's what you do. It's what you're passionate about. You care deeply. You learn life lessons. Uh, you can learn it, but it's not who you are. You know, there, there's more to life than that. It's what you do. It's not who you are. And constantly, I think, driving home that message again and talking about the whole person, I think it's all intertwined. I, I figured out as a coach, at least, um, you know, when players, um, um, when they mature, uh, when they have healthy relationships, when they eat better, they sleep better, uh, they, like I said, they manage their time better, uh, um, they become more confident, they become happier, uh, um, they have a better sense of self, all of a sudden, 
they start to play better. They start to practice better. They start, you know, it's, to me, it's all intertwined, you know, and, and uh, I think sometimes, you know, young people come and I think, well, as long as I'm, as I'm balling over here, I'm doing it. The other stuff isn't a big deal. I'm just going to kind of try to get by. And, um, but, I, but I don't, I never see it that way. And, and I think the more that we can help these guys in all areas of their, of, of their life grow, you're going to grow as a player. Uh, that's the only way you're going to become all you can become and become your best. And so, you know, of course there's a balance, but I, I, I've never really looked at it like that. I think it all works together. When, when, when you guys are thinking about, uh, you and the coaching staff are kind of thinking about results um, and how you're, how you're going to measure success. Uh, obviously, wins and losses, is, it goes, goes without saying. But how, how, much, um, how much are you talking about or measuring the success that the, the kids in the program are having uh, off, off of the court, um, you know, whether it's graduation or getting advanced degrees or what, what have you? Well, I think, you know, one of the measure I can look at, you know, and if I, I know I read, but the last two semesters uh, for our team have been the best academic semesters on record for men's basketball ever at CSU. So I can see right away, right, a tangible proof that they are buying in and that they're guys who are taking that seriously. And you praise them like crazy for that, right? I mean, look at you, that that is awesome work, fellas. And doing that in the environment we were in last semester, you know, having to shift to online and going home and um, figuring that out. And, um, you know, we have a guy, you know, we've never had an academic All-American here at CSU. And, you know, um, the young man, Adam Thistlewood, can he do it? But boy, you know, uh, boy, that would be a heck of a goal. Uh, we had some guys that miss and our team missed like the NABC honor roll uh, um, for, for GPA by, I mean, just a minuscule margin. And like, boy, how cool would that be? I mean, that's something you could put on your resume that stays with you, you know, forever. So those are things that are outside of, you know, we talk about academics, we stress it, it starts from the top, but these guys can start to see tangible evidence uh, um, that it's paying off. You know what? And I think they feel great about it. You know, we want them to feel great about it because that's big. And then, you know, I mean, hey, make, make no mistake. I mean, this is, we're here to win. We, we, we want to win a championship. We want to go to the NCAA tournament. I mean, we want to compete at the, at the highest level. And, and that is a, I mean, but I, I don't think it's an either or thing. You know what I mean? It's both. Right. I mean, that's the right. thing. It isn't a this or that. It's, you know, winning or this. It's, it's doing it the right way. It's doing it both. And, and I think I, that's who I am. Uh, I know that's who our staff is. And I believe that those are, are, are the young men that we're, that we're building with right now. And the other thing I'd say to that is we talk a lot about being our best versus the best, meaning that at the end of the day, you know, we get so caught up, I think, in a society of always comparing ourselves to others you know, a coach, I compare myself to this coach or that coach or player. I want to, you know, compare myself to him or that. And some of that's natural. But at the end of the day, the only thing you really control is being your best. Whatever, whatever it is, you got to be the best version of yourself. Every year we go on and what's your goal as a team? Well, we know we want to win a championship and do that. But ultimately, really, it is we want to become our best. Whatever the best version of ourselves, this team, this year, that's what we want to become. Because we don't control anything else, you know. Um, and, and I think we try to keep that focus internal uh, as opposed actually, because I think if you do that, your process, the rest takes care of itself. Yeah. Um, you know, one of, one of the things that has obviously been a huge part of the national dialogue here over the last couple of months is, um, you know, conversations about uh, social justice, about equal opportunity, 
you know, systematic racism. And, you, you know, you work with one of the most diverse groups of students at the university. Um, you know, how, how, have, how have the things that have been happening nationally, the conversation that happening nationally, um, how, how, how have those conversations carried over into, um, into the locker room or into the discussions you're having with the team? And then what, what kind of conversations are being driven from the team broadly out to the university? And that's a great question. I think, you know, you bring back the diversity. stuff. I, I really didn't even realize I knew sports in general, you know, and basketball, our sport. I mean, we get the, the, the pleasure of, of working in one of the most diverse environments you can work in. Boy, I didn't even think about it. You know, you look at our staff, I, I, I'd be willing to say I might have the most diverse staff in America. When you look at it, I have two Asian Americans on staff. I have an Arab American on staff. I have three African Americans and then we got the two old white guys, right? Me and Dave, Orson, <laughs> you know. And so, it, but you know, I'd be lying. It wasn't necessarily intentional. Those are the most talented people, and people believe that that we could find. But when you sit there and you look at it, you realize that well, we get an opportunity to do that every day. And you look at our team; it's the same sort of thing. Um, so I think in that, without question, it, it's led to I think so many constructive conversations. And I think with us, we look at it as an opportunity, and you know, as a team. Um, we look at ourselves and, you know, I, it's easy for me, first of all, I can't put myself, uh, in the position of being African-American. I can't, I can empathize with it. Uh, um, but I can't live that life. It's me to, I want to learn, I want to grow, and I want to create an environment where we all can, but I, I want to make sure that our players have a voice and that's a challenge right now. You know, we're in a pandemic, uh, um, you know, what can our players do to have a voice to try to affect change? And. I think one of the things that we're doing and we worked on is we tried to figure out as a team, what, what, what do we want to do? And I think our players really feel like maybe they're in a unique position right now with who they are, uh, um, the platform that they have, uh, um, the, 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 the diversity that they have within our team. Can we find a way our team to affect positive change at CSU and in our own community? You know, and, and, and I think they, they believe that. And now thing is well how are we going to do that right it's a challenge with everything going on and you're not able to do things face to face to gather the way that you want but I think our guys are really on you know they're, they're going through some really neat things right now and talking about some ways that they think they can affect change and I know that they're really intentional about doing that um, you know for me I look at it and I look at my bubble maybe my world that I live in and you know it's clear that in my profession um, I mean, there's not enough, there's not, not enough African-American head coaches, you know, I mean, there's a huge disparity that way. And, you know, I feel like I have a responsibility too to continue to mold and groom, you know, young people to have the opportunity to be head coaches. Um, and that's everybody. But I think that, you know, that's my job uh, um, to, again, to develop the whole person as a coach and to find ways that we can help guys grow and have, be ready for the opportunity. And, you know, quite frankly, in my business, I think it's been um, a lot of times African-American coaches maybe get labeled as just recruiters or just that, and it's completely unfair and unfounded. And so I think we can do a better job of that. And that's maybe something that, that, you know, I want to be intentional about is doing what we can to help, you know, so many talented young people, African-American coaches have an opportunity to lead their own program. Yeah. That's uh, it, so exciting to hear you say that. And I, it's, it's great to hear the, uh, Kind of pay it forward, pay it forward attitude, you know, because at the end of the day, a lot of us got into the, 
the positions that we we're in because somebody took a chance on us. And I, and I think for a lot of people, it just takes, it just takes get, given that chance. So it's so, so, so glad to hear that. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that you're thinking about as you're, you're building and developing your staff. Um, well, Hey, uh, coach Medved, I just can't tell you how much I, I thank you for doing this. Uh, it's hard to listen to you and not like get pumped up and excited. I may, I may walk outside and, um, I'll move the rim down to like eight or nine feet first, but then to go dunk it or something. But it's, uh, it's, it's so, it's so exciting to get a chance to talk to you. Um, you know, and I think I speak on behalf of all alums at CSU, like we're really proud that you're representing our university. Uh, so thank, thank you so much. And uh, I can't wait to see what you guys do this next season. Go Rams. Go Rams. Hey Mike, I really appreciate it. And, and uh, it's so fun to see someone like you doing big things and Hey, Rams take care of Rams, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you so much, Nico, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week with taking care of business.